Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus. Pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. Today, we have an unbelievable guest, Dr. Chuck Page here, and he is the author of Spoonfuls of Courage. You've also written another book, and we're going to talk about that a little later, but I'm so excited to have you here. It's great to be here. Would you just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Well, there's so much in three years. Have a wife, Joanna. I I tell everybody that I'm the best guy to see on the worst day of your life. My wife, Joanna, is the best person to see any day of your life. Any day. So anyway, we have five kids. It's crazy. I'm a general surgeon um, and in a small town in Texas, and I do everything. So... um, but, um, you know, I mean, it's just, it's amazing what I've, what I've experienced over the past 20 years as a surgeon. And I kind of want to tell you, we were talking earlier, Rosalinda, about, you know, you were there at Trump Tower praying on his inauguration day. And uh, that day, I was at home working and uh, about to go home. It was a Friday afternoon. And all of a sudden, I was clicking buttons on my computer. And, you know, that's kind of what medicine has become. It's kind of transformed into this this art and craft and this relational thing into really this technological crazy kind of deal. So anyway, but anyway, I'm clicking buttons in my, and I, and I hear this shotgun sound outside of my house, mm. outside my office. And I'm like, what's going on? I walk outside, nothing's wrong. I check the breakers. I'm thinking something happened. And, um, so I leave my office cause my computer's kind of messing up, you know, the screens. I'm like, it's five thirty in the afternoon. What am I doing? My kids and family are waiting for me. So, I go home, and, and, and when I pull in my driveway, I get this call from the emergency room. Mm. And the emergency room nurse calls me, and I'm like, wait a minute. It's 5.30 Friday afternoon. I'm not on call. What's going on? I said, and the nurse said, no, doc, you don't get it. Your office is on fire. Oh, my goodness. And my whole family kind of showed up, and we all kind of met there. And I watched my office building burn up. Mm. You know, and the medicine's changed so much that I'm, I'm already a dinosaur. You know, I'm 50, and I'm, I'm already a dinosaur. And so... Um, as I kind of watched the smoke rise, you know, my wife kept reminding me, you know, it, you know, it could be worse. It's not over yet. And so anyway, so after all the firemen left and we went to just look at the shambles, you know, I mean, it was crazy. Computers were melted and everything. And, and, you know, there was just smoke and just water coming out of the roof and the carpet was like squishy, like, I can't and, imagine you know, sitting there and watching everything you've worked for come up in Your flames. dreams go up in smoke. And so there's a there's a place in my office. It's kind of this stairwell. I have this kind of this upper room where sometimes mm-hmm. I sleep when I'm on call or whatever. And uh, there's a stairwell where, I'm, where I meet with God. It's where I pray. Wow. And, you know, I was kind of wondering, you know, what remains, you know? Right. And so as I, as I kind of turned a corner and I you know, kind of began to think about, wow, is, will that stairwell still be there? I mean, because everything was in shambles. Um, I was just so encouraged when I saw that uh, because there were several things there. The first thing that was there was my old doctor bag. I had this old black mm-hmm. doctor bag. You know, I the remember, doctors, like on the movies. And it was beat up. But it's funny how the smoke had kind of given it this black shine, mm. you know. Kind of reminded me that, hey, even though I've lost my building and things are definitely going to change and life right. is going to change, right. I still have a ministry. 
You know, yes. I mean, God still, I still have a ministry. I still have a purpose. That's so good. God still put me where he put me. And the next thing on, on the stairwell was a Bible. I had this Bible that, I mean, this, I mean, everything else burned. Here's the Bible, and the top of it is black. And it was, there was actually a Bible signed by Franklin Graham. I do a lot of mission work. And wow. they, Samaritan's Purse gave me a Bible. And, um, and there it was. And just a reminder, you know, that... God's word doesn't change. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And just, you know, the, the principles and the promises and all of those things that we have. Um, and so, you know, just things that I could hold on to, you know, what remains. Um, and then I, I went up a little farther and there's my, my wife is my wife is a picture fanatic. I mean, she's got pictures of the kids. I mean, half my life's been spent, you know, just taking pictures. Smiling. Of uh, yeah, smiling, <laughs> you know. And so, but my wife had taken these pictures of all of our kids at the age of four. We have five kids. Mm-hmm. They're great kids. And uh, they're all pictures of them in, in cowboy suits. And so as you kind of go up, there's each one of their pictures. And there were all these beautiful pictures that I had. And, you know, when I prayed, of course, there were my kids. I'd, yes. I'd pray for my kids. Yes. And um, and it's funny, the smoke kind of took all those pictures and kind of, it transformed them from color pictures into kind of an Ansel mm-hmm. Adam kind of gray looking thing. And it kind of began to, it was kind of a wake up call to remind me, hey, what's really what are the things that are really important in your life? Right. You know, your, your kids. I mean, that's your legacy yeah. and the people that you're going to influence. And so thinking about that. And then the, the, the last thing that I saw as I went up the stairwell, my wife had bought me this beautiful cross. It was this wooden cross. And uh, I'll never forget it. I mean, the whole wall was charred from the smoke and the, and the, and the fire. And I was like, you know, what's, what's happening? As I took off that, that cross, I realized that um, that the fire had burned an imprint of the cross on that wall. My goodness. And, you know, I thought about, you know, that's our lives sometimes. Sometimes things happen in our lives that we just can't explain, you know. And just having, you know, Christ's image burned upon our heart in the circumstances wow. that we go through in life. And so that's kind of what Spoonful is about. Well, you know what, you know. Doctor, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying, and you know, you love the Lord, your wife loves the Lord, you've raised great kids, you're, you're doing missions work, and now everything that you have comes, burn, it gets burned, everything but those most important things, and I think so many of us in life, you know, we feel like we've lost everything, and all along God's saying, here's the most important things right there in that hallway. Well, yeah, you know, it's what a great reminder that we can't hold on to things. They're That's not right. ours. We're just stewards of them. Yeah. Um, you know, and that was a that was some things that I had to learn the hard way too. You know, yeah. I, I can't say that I wasn't holding on to those things and holding on to being this small town doctor. Um, but what's funny is that you know, as this word kind of got out, and and my patients actually, I was still seeing people in the hospital. You know, with no office, um, they began to tell me their stories, and you know. And kind of as I heard their stories, I realized that, man, what what they're telling me pales in comparison to have your building, you know, burned down. I had a lady say, Doc, uh, I know I've only got six months to live. Can you help me survive oh, till, my, till my daughter gets married? Wow. I mean, can you yeah. imagine? I mean, yeah. I mean, so like, you know, and, and so sometimes hearing other people's stories kind of kind of gets you out of your pity party. Oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Out of your situation, and, absolutely. And, and so, uh, you know, I had a guy that told me, you know, Doc, my, my house caught on fire one, one time. And I had a, he started telling me how he had an invalid wife. Mm. And here was his wife. He couldn't get her out of the building. He had to watch his house burn down with his wife in it. I mean, can you imagine? No, I can't. And now you put together this book, 
And I love the, the subtitle on here for the sick and the suffering, stories of inspiration and faith seen through a surgeon's eyes. So tell me what inspired this book? I've learned so much from my patients. You know, I mean, I mean, they, they really, I believe everyone has a story. It's not just for the rich and famous, but everybody's got a story of how God has, has brought them through some hard times, yes. you know? And I really believe that and encourage, I want to encourage people just to tell their story because you just don't know how that's going to reach another person. But, but these are just stories, just everyday people who have, uh, you know, kind of changed their focus and they've kind of learned how to demonstrate God's goodness or faithfulness and be able to turn things and, and make their, their, great, their challenges into their biggest blessings. And sometimes we don't really see that. And so often we, we lose focus when we're suffering. You know, we... I mean, you know, we focus on, this is just, you know, we ask the why question. Yeah, you know? like, why are we going through this? And you have to answer that question, too. You <laughs> know, I know they're crying out to God, but how do you handle, as a surgeon, did their stories touch your life? Did Ab your faith grow just seeing their faith in God? Absolutely. I mean, there's so much you can learn from other people if you just stop and listen. You know, that's one of the things that's missing in our society. I mean, we're all, we're always, we just don't stop and just absorb what people are saying to us you know and even politically I mean everything's so divided no one's no one's really listening and and if you stop and listen even as a doctor I've learned that you know 85% of our diagnoses are based on what people tell us if you just listen long enough people will give you the diagnosis wow they'll tell you what's wrong with you so I didn't need to go to medical school for that <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, it's, it's being able to put it all together so I can just you know explain it to you and then you can figure it out. out sometimes sometimes I mean we do need to do tests but this just encourages me because I've learned so much from these folks and there's so many little life lessons just from everyday people who go through their circumstances and, and they've learned how to you know how to see their kind of their obstacles as opportunities you know that's so I mean, good I mean I don't know you just, it seems like when you're going through something we always we feel alone we feel like we're the only person in the world the that's going one. going through mm -hmm. something and you know first of all remind them that we're not alone because right. because God is with us yes. you know ultimately we have the we have the spirit that lives within us that you know, and that enables us and empowers us and illumin, you know illuminates our mind and and encourages us. We have we have all those resources available, so we're not alone. How do you answer the patient um, that you know they're dealing with a terminal ill situation, or maybe the family's there on the side? And how do you handle that? Like, how do you draw the inner strength to answer those questions? That's an awesome question. I would say, you know, Job. Job asked God 16 times why. Mm. You know, if you read the book of Job, why, why, why? And, you know, God never really gave him an answer. But when he did answer, he really showed Job who he was. That's right. It was more, okay, you know, Job, this is who I am. This is my presence. And, uh, you know, isn't that what we're created to do is to experience God and, and enjoy him? I think, too, realizing this place is not our home. That's right. You know, I mean, heaven is our home. We were created for that, and sometimes to be able to to remind people of, of of that truth. So, you know, moving from why to how. You know, how do I? You know, so often we ask why God, and that's a natural thing. I mean, especially in the grieving process, we've lost a loved one or whatever. But moving from why to how. How do I respond in this circumstance in a way that's not only going to please God, but it's actually going to use it to, you know, maybe to influence another person. 
you know? That's right. Well, you, I mean, you're standing there at the brink of death and, um, you know, and you have an opportunity even as a surgeon to bring them to the Lord and share with them the hope that we have in Jesus. And so you have this book. Who do you recommend this book for? This is for people who either family members of someone who's suffering or someone who's going through a health crisis. So uh, this is the kind of book that someone in the hospital can read. They're really quick stories, you know, three or four pages. And then we've got, you know, we've got scriptures, we've got promises, we have quotes. Um, we want a, a bear full of laughs in there, yeah, too. Yeah, we need some joy in some situation. You know, some, some fun in there, too. But, you know, you do a podcast right now. You have a website. Right. And so, you know, I mean, just to sit here with a surgeon, we've been on the other side so many times. I've dealt with things with my own children. I had a son that was hit by a car, and he survived it. We wow. were, we're so grateful to the Lord. But he went through about 12 surgeries, had to learn how to walk again. Oh they said he'd never use his arm again. He became the MVP of the basketball team the next year. <laughs> um, it was a long walk they for They make a family. movie out of your son, you know. <laughs> but, you know, when I was going through that season, I could use some joy in my life. And then as a mom, I felt, um, Dr. Page, like I had to give him so many answers. And... Sometimes you just need something as the caretaker to sit on that edge of that bed and bring that encouragement to them. What is the name of that other book? It's about sleep. It's called oh, Surrender. It's, I'll take it. Yeah, it's called Surrender <laughs> Sleep. It's really just looking at what the scriptures say about sleep and rest, you know. So, uh, and getting people kind of a, not a formula, you know, not a formula for rest because sometimes God wakes us up because he has a message for us. He wants to tell us something, just like uh, Samuel in the Bible, you know, yes. a little Samuel. God was waking him up because he had, he had something he wanted him to do and had a message for him. But, you know, and just but kind of looking at sleep more from God's perspective and what God is doing. Even times we can't sleep. I mean, sometimes there's a purpose and a and a meaning for that. So, if what's the name of that book? Uh, Surrendered Sleep. Surrendered Sleep. And if somebody wants to get in touch with you, do you have a website? How can they get in touch with you? Um, well, you can reach me at my website, spoonfulsofcourage.com. Okay. Uh, you can uh, reach us through our Facebook page. And, you know, let me just tell you, we've had a fantastic time with Dr. Page here today. If you're interested in having him speak or any of his books, you can go visit his website. I want to end this program by doing one thing. Doctor, would you just pray for anybody that may be listening? They could either be the caretaker or maybe they're the patient themselves. Kind of bring us before the Absolutely. Lord right now. Absolutely. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you're in control, and we thank you that you're sovereign and that nothing happens by accident. Lord, we know that you uh, have purposes for the, the crazy things in life that we go through, and I pray for those right now who are sick and suffering and, and their family members who are just trying to hold everything together. God, that you would empower them uh, through your Spirit, that you would encourage them, uh, Lord, that you would just bring alongside people to, to help them in every way. Lord, we know that you have a purpose, God, and that you would even use these circumstances that these folks are going through to, um, to influence and use those circumstances and adversities as something just to draw people to yourself. Lord, we know that you are, you're working in those circumstances and they're there for a reason. Lord, we thank you for those things and just give them more than anything, just give them joy and peace. In your name, amen. Amen. Well, we're so happy that the hope that we have 
is in Jesus Christ. We're grateful to have you here with us today, Dr. Page. And remember that when you put your trust in God, He will fuel your faith. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faint, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon. This podcast was brought to you by New Life for Adults and Youth, celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives. If you or a family member has been struggling with addiction, New Life for Adults and Youth is the answer. Visit them at newlife.center.